Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news, discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. We're not talking about the Cosmere today. Joining me on video is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider. Also joining me is Grace, the Lord of Gators. I'm Grace, <laughs> call sign Gator Girl. Oh, we should have done yeah. Uh, yeah. Also <laughs> joining us is Ben. Hey, I'm over the in the forum. My call sign is call sign. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, is Shannon. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Shannon, call sign Gray, as you will know me on the Discord and Gray Watch on the forums. I liked going chaos, call sign chaos on Discord. That was fun. It was uh, really good. So, Skyward just came out. So, first of all, spoiler warning, right? So, we're. We're talking about our Skyward reactions. And so you've had a week to do this. We didn't post this uh, last week. Uh, so you guys have had time to read the, the book. And so we're going to get in right to our Skyward reactions. And let's just start with, what did you guys think? Loved it. Such a good book. It's very good. It's oh my really God. good. <laughs> I, I really, really liked it. It's my yeah. favorite non-Cosmere by far and beats out many Cosmere books, actually, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Like, Yeah, oh actually. God. Like, it's, it's yeah, pretty great. I completely great. agree. It yeah. is by far the best non-Cosmere we've... I mean, I, I'm not going to... I've read any other non-Cosmere, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> it's number one <laughs> in of my one. opinion. It's the best non-Cosmere that I've read. Yeah. I don't know if that opinion tracks, but we'll take it. <laughs> um, for me, it's better than Reckoners by far. Yeah, it is better than Reckoners. It is perfect. See, I like this better because I know we will actually get a sequel next year. <laughs> there are just, sometimes you just have those books that speak perfectly to your soul. It's like, mm. this was written for me. Ah, yes. That's written for oh, me. Oh, that's not so, written for me. Yeah, it's I really have, hard to beat that. This, this might be a gendered thing, but like Spensa was more, she meant more to me than like Joel from Rhythmatist. It was sort of like. That, that was sense. Skyward to me, I think, is probably what Rhythmatist is to you. It was just like ugh, that kind of emotional connection I had to to our central character, Spensa. Like I was just like, oh, angrily defensive young woman who like has to like go on and try and <laughs> oh like, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. that's do, the core of me. Do, do we wanna just talk about Spencer right now? I mean, that's, that's a fine segue. Sure. Into Spencer. Yeah, she's like she's like the whole point of the Yeah, let's talk about Spencer. I love her. <laughs> love her. I loved her arc, but uh I will say one part that I there was one part where like she was just mean to Morning Tide for like no reason, and then later she's like, "Wow, I was I was too mean to her." I'm like, "No crap, Spencer, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, that's the that's the entire point of her character was no, sort of like that like that first realization she has when she walks into the room and realizes that none of them like know who they are except for like Jorgen and like the other ones. Yeah. Um, like the whole point is her like letting go of her defensive anger and just sort of like being able to find out what kind of person she is outside of that. So it's sort of like, yeah, it is it is tough at the beginning, but like it's it was so good to see her like actually grow past that and fairly quickly, I thought. I think it was absolutely I thought it was really good. Like when the book started, I was kind of a bit like I wasn't the biggest fan of her. I was like, is this the whole big speech things is this going to be a continuous thing that she's always going to do but like even she kind of realized ah oh, this is kind of 
a dumb thing to be doing all the time and like kind of realized that she had flaws and she realized those flaws and throughout the book she worked on those flaws and it was like well, this is a really good like and they were also arc. pointed out that was like that was yeah. a little silly and one of my favorite parts was uh when mbot is just going on the tirade of like saying things that spencer said and spencer's like is that is that what I sound like? And there's just no response. It's like, oh, 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 yeah. oh. And it's to throw Windy under the bus. Yes. Because he, he thought that aspect of Spenso was really childish. Like, he talked about it in the Discord. Yeah. He's not here to defend himself, but... Uh, <laughs> and, and He's still in Costa Rica. He's okay. childish. And she's, I, she's so self-aware of it, though. Like... Yeah. You know, it's sort of it's it's not even something that's sort of like I feel like other authors might have done this in like the last quarter or something of the book and real and have that big realization. I love how this was handled. It's sort of like this is like slow, steady, gradual growth. She's constantly becoming aware of herself and like improving and like going on to the next step. Yeah. Which I but- which I really appreciated. She she was self aware of it like very early, I thought. But the whole Mbot scene where it was like she saw it from an outside perspective. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point where she realized, like, oh. Yeah. Well, she was, like, child. at that point, she had already stopped doing that a lot. So yeah. it was sort of like, she had that emotional distance. Like, I feel like yeah. if, if Mbot had done that at the, at the beginning, it would have been like, oh, yeah, this is great. This this spaceship is, is awesome. Yeah. Totally fitted to me. But she had stopped doing that for a while. She had, like, grown up. And then Mbot does that. And she has that, like... You know, that feeling like whenever you look back at your younger self and you're like, oh, my God, I was such an idiot. Like just that, that it wasn't like all these this character growth. It wasn't like immediate. It was it was kind of it was strung out. It was kind of like, for, the, for example, the speeches thing. She kind of she was doing it. Then she kind of still wanted to do it, but kind of realized that it didn't feel right to do it. And then she was still wanting to do it, but she was like, oh, I don't re- I really it doesn't feel right to do it right now. And then she kind of did it a little bit when um God, when two of the characters died in that one battle. Morning Tide and Bim. Yeah. Yeah. When they died, then she kind of did a little speech and she was like, oh, that felt nice because everyone liked that one, but it still felt wrong for me to be doing it. And then she, at that point, she kind of didn't make any more until it. And then Mbot did that scene and she was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't. I don't do that anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. No, but actually, one thing I really liked about that was sort of, um, when like her all of the way she was at the beginning it's like not all of that was totally villainized or totally condescended about you know there were some parts of it that were were actually encouraged it's sort of like her 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 teammates actually really liked her passion and were encouraged by like her her fighting spirit which i really liked it wasn't it wasn't as if oh everything about her, the way she was at the beginning was wrong it was some parts of it were actually quite good. Um, she needed to learn how to temper it, but I liked how, I liked how like her her core personality of like wasn't wasn't kind of looked down on, you know. Yeah, Grace, what do you think? Uh, so I think Spencer. I did not love her at the beginning, but she definitely grew on me. By the end, I really liked her. Um, I think for me, how much I liked Spencer can actually be pretty much followed by how much she likes Jorgen. Jorgen. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, thinking about it, yeah, I think as she started to like him more, I started to like her more. She's interesting. I mean... I wonder why that's the case, Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Jorgen is great. Uh, And I thought Spencer was unduly mean to Jorgen. Like, 
the first scene, I'm like, man, Jorgen's a jerk. But then he just immediately proves himself of being a competent pilot. And I'll, I really liked that, that Spencer didn't, like, become the flight leader. Just, like, immediately in that first scene. And she was just shown up that, like, mm. oh, yeah, no, I'm going to crash a lot. And, you know, I need to work at this. Whereas Jorgen already did that work. So he was flight leader. And there, there was that scene where uh, Spencer just says, I've... I'm just calling you jerk face. And that's, you know, his call sign from then on. Uh, and I was just like, Spencer, that was a little mean. Like, he's he's doing his best. And even when, you know, Jorgen said, oh, she's the daughter of the traitor. And then you're like, okay, that, that wasn't great, Jorgen. But, like, you're still, throughout the book, you still, like, you're, you're trying your best. And I always thought that Jorgen was uh, really great because of that. Jorgen is great. That, that that scene where he says that she's the daughter of the traitor, it's not his best moment, but like up until then, Spencer was just pushing him and pushing him and I mean, pushing him. And it's like You're not wrong though. Like Spencer early in the book, that's what she did. You know? With with Spencer though. We can talk more about Jorgen Grace, don't worry. Um <laughs> It was nice that anything that you were like maybe slightly annoyed with like Spencer being like, whoa, that was a little much. That was usually like talked about in fairly short order. Like you weren't like yeah. strung along for chapters yeah. where like she feels unlikable because like her growth is a slow burn and it feels natural. And so you're not like, yeah. oh, you were mean to Morning Tide, but then Morning Tide and Spencer like got along and you realized what was going on. And Spencer realized what an idiot she's been as well. And so yeah. that helps a lot. It was, it was a slow burn, but it was like constantly progressing. There yeah. wasn't just like it wasn't a series of jumps. It was like a it was a curve of like. Change. So like I never felt frustrated. I always felt like because something was always progressing. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, and like I I understand I understand Spence's like outbursts and like anger at Jorgen and and some of the others. It was sort of like defensive anger really really blinds you it's sort of like if you're always yeah. living on the defensive she had reasons to be angry at like the 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 first class kids That's you know true. it wasn't mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't based on nothing um it, it was sort of like when she watches those kids actually get what she what she felt like she deserved like from her father she had her own pilot's pin in a different world like she would have actually probably been one of them yeah. Yeah. And and I that that's probably the best part of the arc is that they do get along eventually. Yeah. yeah. Oh sure. At the beginning, Jorgen is is jerk face, and he's not really a person to Spencer. Like, right. He is the embodiment yeah. of all of the wrong horrible way her family has been treated. Yeah. Right. It doesn't Ooh. matter that oh he's put a lot of work into this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Well, like that's the fact time. she didn't even realize he put in the work at the beginning. Yeah. So it was sort of like we only get to know Jorgen or Jorgen, whatever. I, I I'll say it both ways. We'll, we'll, we'll just alternate, <laughs> we, and I'm put your angry comments below. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like we get to know Jorgen's character, like the more that Spencer does, like as she starts to let go of her defensive anger and start to give him a chance. That's when we start to get to know him. Um, I actually was really scared when we saw that scene. Um, she over overhears that conversation between Jorgen and Cobb, where he was sort of like, "They don't respect me," and he's like, "I have to, I have to bring them in line." And I was sort of like, "Oh no, is he actually going to be 
like this kind of leader who has to like beat everyone into submission. And then he turned out not to be like that. Like, you know, he, he actually took the right lesson from that, even though his first automatic emotional instinct was like that, like this anger about them not respecting him. But he does he does the right thing that a leader needs to do. It's like he takes it and, you know, just keeps trying to to do it the right way. But we don't see that until Spencer does. Right. Uh, before we move on from Spencer, I feel like one of my favorite scenes with her was that scene where she kind of realizes, she has the moment of realization acknowledgement that I want to be this great warrior, but I am not this great warrior. Yeah. And like, and yeah. she acknowledges that and she's like, I don't, I can't think of many, like, you know, she's not the best pilot. She's good, but she's not the best. She's not mm. the best shot. She's good but she's she's not the best at pretty much anything um and then she kind of it was when she was uh it was a moment of where she was scared of something and she was like you know great warrior wouldn't be scared of this right now why am i why am i so scared and it was like man like i've never seen like a uh, brandon write a character who the gulf of where they want what they want to be and who they actually are has ever been so massive that's yeah. really like yeah. like you know a- adolin wants to be this great uh, duelist in Stone Archive, but and, and, then he's, he, and he he's is, and, yeah. like, and, he's, right. and he's just already there. We don't see yeah. the beginning of that. He's right, just exactly. like automatic. He's just great from the beginning. Yeah, we kind um, of yeah. just see all the characters we see are already pretty good at what they want to be good at. Like part of like part of that realization, Ben. Like what really stuck, what um, scene really stuck in my mind was the realization that like she's thinking about the way she talks and like the way she does that, and then she realizes like, wait, like my my father was a great hero and he never talked like that. Maybe I don't need to do that right. in order to yeah. be in order yeah. to be this great person I want to be. And so like that was like to me like the emotional connection of like she of like of letting go of like of that was part of the realization. My father wasn't like this. I don't have to be like this in order to be great. Yeah, for sure. And to talk about the going back to her relationship with Jorgen and how it's her perception of him shifts. There's the scene where they go out to get um, oh yeah what's her name's body fm fm oh, no hurls hurls oh, fm lives hurls, hurls, sorry fm, FM lives right. to the end sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right you're right you're um, right you're right and it's it's at that point where she realizes she doesn't hate jerk face anymore right yeah. and she starts thinking of him as Jorgen. Yeah. That was one of my it, favorite sequences i totally agree <laughs> yeah, yeah it was so and great because she reaches where... out she trusts him yeah yeah and it's they're completely divorced from everything outside of them. It's just um, the two of them in a car. They don't have all the baggage, so Spencer can kind of get over it. That's such That's a great such... point. They have like physically going outside of like the walls of the city, so like the city's culture isn't part of this this relationship anymore. After that, I like that. I would say Skyward was so good in pacing. character moments and action scenes and like you had a big fight but then you have the fallout from all these fights and you know uh you you got spencer talking with mbot who's you know not operational for most of the book which is a nice reprieve Mm. from war fighting grell and everything (laughs) and that that scene where they found uh pearl was just that that was such a great sequence I think that was was that during that was just after she gets the they get the six weeks leave, isn't it? That's when that the one happened. the one week leave. Oh, also the one week leave. My bad. Yeah. Um, and I remember because that was the only when they when they were like, "Oh, you've got a week's leave," and she was like, "Oh, maybe I'll go see my parents." 
and or go see my mother and my grand grand and then i was i was like i just said the book is so well paced that was the only point in the book where i was like Oh, I don't want her to take a break and go see her par- uh, her mother and her grandma. And I want something else to happen. And then that happens where she goes off to get Elk's body. And I was like, that was the only point where I was worried the pace was going to slow down. And then it doesn't. And it carried on as normal. And even when she does then go see her mother and grand grand, it was perfectly fit at that point. It was and really good. It, well foreshadowing for, for the reveal. The uh well, it's in chapter 17 of what uh universe this is in and so may- okay. maybe grace uh someone <coughs> grace should uh talk about <laughs> what universe skyward is in so skyward is in the same universe as defending elysium and you called it yay. you did it I did good job grace it. yay you did it yay <laughs> um, so, so wh- the word that gives it away is cytonic yes cytonics are the magic system thing in defending elysium Magic system. Like, <laughs> psychic power stuff. The psychic powers. The end of that story gets weird with like mind blades and stuff. Like, okay. <laughs> mind blades. Mind That's like one of my blades. favorite little words that Brandon's come up with. Mind blades. I don't know. It just sounds like what a 13 year old would write in some sense. Like, mind blades. <laughs> like, you know what? Know. I but like, like, I like the way Brandon names things is sort of like he's not afraid to do that, to go to that level of like, hey, listen. This is what someone might actually call them instead of like coming up with like a cool, like a True. like extra level name. It's sort of like yeah. people might actually just call them mind blades because that's kind of what well, they. Yeah. Are. I, I, get, I get it. Like yeah, yeah. Spencer is a cytonic, and that engine crew is it. Well, cytonics. Is linear, yeah, they're cytonics. cytonics, and which the let de- you do hyper the deviance. The what do they call them? Deviations. Deviations, deviations. or defects. Yeah, yeah, defects. They called well, them. That's the, what they called them the after, yeah. but they called them something different when they were actually the uh, okay. current oh, engineers. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Grand Grand was sort of like back then, like they didn't they called us like the the deviations or something like that. Well, um, it's the ability to use cytonics was the deviation back then, and right. now it's the defect. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that that's good. Uh, I I will just say that even though Cytonic was totally mentioned in chapter 17, I completely missed this on my first read because I <laughs> I heard, I saw reference to Empire in the Stars. I'm like, hi, Empire, firstborn baby, I'm in. And then, <laughs> and then at the end when Spencer does the... By the way, the, the ending was so good, right? Like, when Mbot's just like, Cytonic hyperdrive engaged, oh. and I was like, yeah, that, that was, was great. That was a kick-ass moment. I, yeah, I, I like so that good. And then I'm like, around. oh, it's defending Elysium. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so, so good. What what a great avalanche, and what a what a great sequence of uh, action scenes. Like the one that sticks out in my brain is the first time when the sh- the shipyard comes down. Like, whoa. oh yeah, God, that was fantastic like good yeah just just the idea of like this absolutely unbelievable and he did a really good way of conveying just the sheer size bit at no point does he like withheld he's like this thing is massive this thing is a mountain it's coming down it's earthquakes across the planet this thing is huge takes several minutes to get from like just anywhere in it and i was like i like i'm liking this and you're going inside of it it just it just gave me like flashbacks to like playing 
Rogue Squadron games on like uh, oh the, my the Star gosh. Wars games and Wars. like going inside <laughs> like Death Star. I was gonna 2, make a Star right? Wars reference. I'm yeah. like like them going into the Death Star. Yeah, like, no, I was exactly. Like, yeah. No, it's exactly they're, like that. And they're you're, flying you're their ships the... at full speed within a whole other like space structure. Well, yeah, they yeah. were going full speed. <laughs> Very much enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. So so what what are what are some of favorite moments? Oh. We, we, we've been mentioning a lot of them. We but. have we have mentioned a few already. Um, I think my 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 favorite like just one line was just like when when she realizes that Cobb is flying Mbot to save her. Oh. Yeah. I just I I think I screamed and like dropped my phone and I was like, oh my god. Oh, can we also <laughs> talk about how hilarious and awesome Cobb is? We haven't mentioned Cobb at all. Oh, he is. Yeah. Amazing. I love him so much. He's such a good guy. He's good man. So grumpy, but so great. And he's great because he's grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, oh. um, Gray, you made comparisons to Ender's game. I and, did, right from the beginning. Yeah, and there's that instructor, the one, not the one that's the teacher for the main bit, but the teacher at the end, the hero. Yeah, the guy who's played by Tommy Lee Jones. I never that's, actually watched the movie. It's awful, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and yeah, that teacher in that where he's kind of kick-ass, but you could tell he really, really cares. Like, that I've really enjoyed. Like, the scene where he comes in after Hurl refuses to eject and just like yes. screaming oh. angry, I was just sort of like, it was really sad, but it was like, like that moment, like when the kids realize how much Cobb cares about them. Yeah, he's like, "You, Scotty, eject," <laughs> and you know through that through that conversation that it's like, Spencer's gonna try and not eject. I I know, we know this. It's been mentioned so much, and Spencer cares about this so much. She's gonna try and not eject, but it's like, yes, good. good that good. moment of realization she has when she's in Mbot, and she realize like she does. She does eject versus the moment that she does eject, does well, well she was she didn't eject from Emba. Does does versus doesn't. She ejects like the from her Poco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um before, and ruins right it, that, but then yeah. she doesn't eject from and like her moment of realization when she was like, I am like, like she knows for certain I am not a coward. You know, it's sort mm. of like when that when I know there's nothing to be gained by by this, then I'll I'll eject to save my life. But now that I but one of my I'm actually on the line. She feels totally at peace. She feels confident. She knows that this is like what she has to do. Yeah. And, and was it was it was just moment. her moment of her moment. <laughs> so is that your moment, Craig? <sighs> there are so, so many. many. I, I guess like yeah. I might change it later. I might come back and be like, oh, we're yeah, just talking think... about cool things in the book, you know. Because yeah. <laughs> my Can I favorite, pick just one? yeah, right. My favorite moment was when Grand uh, Grand is telling the story of like the Defiant coming to Detritus. Lore, like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, no, my mother was the engine. She was <laughs> the soul of the engine. Yeah, and you're like. like oh. <laughs> <laughs> The whole lore of everything is so interesting, and we just got such a fraction, which is like, good thing we're getting some sequels, because holy crap, we got yeah. some stuff and world building to talk about here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a moment that really, like, I'm not sure, this isn't like a big awesome moment, but this is the moment I had to stop and be like, oh, this just g gave me chills, like, I might be afraid. It was like when Cobb, like, leans into Spence's pod, and he's, like, talking about the eyes yes. for the first time. Like, like oh, that see, just like you see I was like so oh my god <laughs> what the hey I yeah. was like, the eyes and then Spence is like holy 
holy crap i see those like, oh no like, uh, no i'm not gonna say it <laughs> i found that part very exciting oh yeah because oh it was exciting but it was also like spine chilling like yeah well because it reminded me of brennan tried to write a novella titled the eye oh in 2016 yep. and which that's a topic for another okay. podcast <laughs> yeah well, well maybe a little later grace what what top yeah. moment for you um so i'm thinking i think my top moment was when spencer and jorgen were talking i know and uh Jorgen was just like yeah like this is my future I'm going to be here for six months as a pilot and then I'm going to drop out and become a politician and you know you think that you have all this stuff against you but you're more free than I will ever be I just moment. loved that scene between the two of them because it's just like wow like he's right yeah, yeah. responsibility yeah you well know. it was just interesting to find like in a way that like Jorgen actually like envies Spencer a little bit. Yeah. Like before that, like that's that's the kind of first time you actually see the reversal. It's sort of like Spencer looks at Jorgen and sees everything that she missed out on, mm-hmm. um, or that that she could have had and didn't. That, and then here's Jorgen being like, "No, it's it's not that way at all." Yeah. yeah. That that that's like the first time you get to see, like Spencer's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe things aren't the way they, they uh, I thought they were." And that's um, the best part about Spencer is that she is wrong and realizes that. He's wrong, and it's an organic growth. Yeah. Mm. If I had to choose a non-Jorgen-related moment, <laughs> um, I Let love the scenes the uh... of Rig just, like, nerding out about becoming an engineer. Yeah, that was good. Oh, forget, forget about Rig. Yeah, he was... A... <laughs> yeah. I really liked him. His, his yeah. scenes were good when he was fixing up Mbop. I, I just like how organic it was to see so many people of Skyward Flight fall out. Like and drop yeah. out and rig dropping out fast was like oh oh that was oh okay yeah. and it was good that we got to see him again and see him you know become into his own and like yeah that's not my dream and i'm really happy to be an engineer also i'll help you with this ship that's fine <laughs> like yeah. yeah and that was good there was, there was just so much tension but in the whole book it was like oh people do die I was I was so afraid every time they went up because so afraid it was like and like that's part of the pacing was that he uses he uses the slow scene so well that like when they actually do go up you're just in fear like he did a really good job because it was that because two of them died the first time they went up and then was another one oh no no, and then in the second time they went up they he almost your middle finger (laughs) that's That's the finger. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> Just for uh, people watching here, he did not flip us off here. Um, but the second time they went up, and then uh, he, he almost looked like uh, Kim Allen. Almost Kim her quirk. Kim Allen? Um, all, all was almost died. And you were like, oh, okay, maybe not everyone, maybe not someone dies every time they go up. And then bam, he kills off Hurl. Yeah, at that point. And it was like, oh my god. And it was like, no one's safe ever. Like, stop. I know. It's like, constantly bait and switching us. And like, uh, yeah. I, yeah. He did a really good job of building that tension during the battles. And then because of how sudden the battles will start, where it's like, I've given, I'm giving you a radio so any time a battle could happen. And then the you Krell are here there. right now. You need right, to get right there now. And it's like, there literally right now. 
it, it happened like three times where it was like something else is going on and we're in like we're trying to do something else and then it's like no battle you need to get in your plane right now go and it was yeah. like that was play. Play, play, that was play. the thing about the final battle is that our main group were not in the battle well Jorgen was but yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're just hearing it through the radio I'm just like oh this is not good like that was so stressful just to have our main characters not be in the main battle like what is happening something's bad and then they have to get there anyway because there's a giant fake out like oh so good (laughs) so good and spencer going up was like oh one lone poco against all these krell like oh And then oh, when she was like, she turned to Ironsides and she was like, yeah, I'm going to see how I'm going to do without my shield. And Ironsides was like, you don't have a shield? Like, what are you doing up there? Yeah. What do you guys think of the interludes and Ironsides? I, I was surprised to get them. Yeah, um, yeah. I could like I could tell like the immediate choice that Brandon made um, to have it in third person as well. That first oh, person is reserved yeah. for only Spencer. That's right. Oh, that was like that just like hit me right away. Um, I was just sort of like, this is this is third person Ironsides, um, but it's still very we we still definitely get her her thought process and everything, but it's not as uh, immediate, not as personal. Yeah, which I thought was an inter- an interesting an interesting choice. I feel like it was a good choice because I still don't I still don't really like her, but it made it well. I don't yeah. think of her as like a total out and out villain either. So oh, it's def- yeah. It was it was a good way to throw some gray into the yeah so to speak some uh, context. Uh, By the end, I think you definitely understand where Ironsides is coming from, which is good because you're like, okay, it makes sense that she wouldn't want Spencer to go up because I when... feel like yeah, like as soon as Spencer sees the the actual um a replay of of the actual battle. Yes. Oh, that's like all of a sudden like Ironsides um, it's totally recontextualized um, she goes from being a bit unreasonable to oh no I completely understand her point of view at this point I don't like yeah. you because you're against Spencer and I like Spencer a lot and you're making well we get the we get the narrative sense that like she is going to turn out to be wrong so it's sort of like we yeah. so like like we also disagree with her probably at the same time even though we understand that this is totally reasonable if we were a character in this world. Yeah, we would probably be thinking the same thing. It was also good because then we can cut out of Spencer's brain in the final battle to like see some iron sides and uh, also see, oh, that's why we had to send all the ships there. It's like yeah. if we yeah. didn't get the interludes, yeah. we wouldn't understand how dire things were for, you know, yeah. Alta. Oh, yeah. Speak- <laughs> Speaking of Chaser... And that reveal, which was a great scene of like, ah, this is what Chaser did. This is what her dad did. What did you guys think of that? I I thought the reveal and what the reveal was was probably my favorite reveal and plot twist of the book. Because I've said I've said in my review, I had some issues with some of the answers to the questions posed. I feel like the answer of what happened to Spencer's dad is by far the best answer of the book. And I really enjoyed the scene. And like the kind of 
you know, this whole time you feel like he did something kind of maybe innocent and the whole the whole coward thing was you know made him seem worse but then you realize no the, the coward thing is to help help his reputation because yeah, he see, murdered that, like three other pilots really liked, yeah. yeah cuz like you're always also wondering like Cobb you, you know really loved chaser and like is going loved him so much he's going on a limb for spencer like why would he go along with the lie of like the coward Absolutely. you know you so it's sort what, of like what happened and you and Cobb's like i never have forgotten his face in that moment yeah. i'm like oh what <laughs> holy crap oh. yeah. at that point i was definitely thinking there's something here that I don't know what's going on, but it's not as simple as it appears. Right. Hmm. Well, and it's a Brandon book. You you always know something else is going on. Well, yeah, in the prologue <laughs> yeah. where it's like, oh, and then my father was branded a coward. I'm like, well, that's going to be central to this book. <laughs> like, no crap. <laughs> Grace, what did you think? Because you, you've told me that you, you, you have some opinions there. So I think this is kind of jumping ahead to the end of it that's fine i think the book would have worked better at the end if instead of being like brainwashed spencer's father had seen something that made him switch sides and then spencer like saw the same thing while she was in the air and kind of went no i'm not my father what he did doesn't matter i can choose to sort of make my own destiny and still fight for humanity because i think this is wrong I liked the reveal that he was actually a traitor, but I think they should have stuck it's with the, that the, a little bit more. The subsequent reveal after the reveal of the traitor of why was he a traitor? Yeah, I agree with you. We've spoken about this before uh, before the podcast. Grace, but... Grace messaged me and said, <laughs> Chaser should have been a traitor. That's what she messaged me. Just like, <laughs> oh, crap. Um, I kind of see where you're going because I also thought that was going to be what it was, but um, I can't see a way to make it actually work. It doesn't it doesn't track with like the rest of Chaser's character that we see. Um, so like I, I, I see what you're saying that I would have had more impact, um, like emotionally perhaps, but I just I personally don't see a way to make that actually work with the rest of our knowledge. I think um, the, the change I would have, that would have had to have been made for me that to work for me. So yeah, I agree. Like I wish his reasoning for coming back down and shooting down the other pilots was legitimate. And I feel like the the point where I thought that as soon as he started shooting his pilots, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to find out why he shoots his pilots. But then when on the radio, he was like, I'm going to kill you all. I was like, nah, he's just gone crazy, hasn't he? I'm like, because ah. well, shooting down fellow pilots, I could maybe excuse. But when you says I'm going to kill you all, I was like, oh, he's got like a wife and a child down there. Like he wouldn't say that. unless it was, It's sort of like, I can see, crazy. like it is actually kind of what I was expecting, but it's sort of, I just, um, I can't think of a possible way that would actually make it satisfying. Um, I can't think of a single thing that would actually make the traitor thing believable. You know, if 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 it, if it actually gone that way, um, like the reveal of what could make Chaser actually turn on the rest of of his entire kind would have to be unbelievable. I like just, it would, uh, to me, because you know how much Chaser cares, like mm. I knew there had to be something like that. So I was never disappointed with with that reveal at all and i'm like yeah what is happening with the krell because like it, it's not the chaser part it's more like what what is actually going on that that's what gets you know me thinking there from that context that and i i think that if he had turned out to be a traitor it would have legitimized ironside's entire thing where it's like no like 
she had to be taken down a peg. It, it things aren't as simple as she thought. But or it's, it's still... sort of like that that that's what Ironsides thought that there was something out there that could make pilots legitimately turn sides. Um, yeah, which is completely reasonable and why when Spencer went up, you're like, uh, what is she like about this. to learn? The thing like is, this. for me, I think the reveal at the end legitimizes Ironsides more than her father actually being a traitor does. I don't because, think so. Why is because that? the point is, it's it's uncontrollable. And the only reason Spencer did not have that happen to her is because she was an M-Bot and M-Bot shielded her. Right. Yeah. I think if it had been a choice, that would have been... I think part of it was also um, because why I don't think that's really an issue is because of the entire history of like um, human space travel. Um, Either that this is a new thing that the aliens have learned to do to human cytonics. um, Because that didn't seem to be a big problem until they got to this point. So it's sort of like. That's true. I feel like I feel like there's I I the reason I'm not really bothered by that at all is because I feel like the next three books are going to delve in. I feel like this is something that Spensa is probably and maybe future defects are probably going to be able to learn to um do. But we can talk about more about that later. But that's that's kind of like why I wasn't. It, it's sort of like there's obviously going to be so much more going into the Cytonics bit, um, that it's sort of like. Um, I, I, I just think that it's going to be something that's going to be handled in the next. Yeah, it's like yeah. her, like, Spencer's important choice is going to come later in the series, I think. Yeah, like, Surely... this, this felt like this is the first introduction. Of course, she's going to be overwhelmed by something that she's never actually done before. Like, this was her first time. Surely there will be a point where she is not an M-Bot and need to deal with this. That's right? what like I the, think. The, in, yeah. in the next I few think... books. I think also prediction. for me is that by the end of the book, I just didn't care. I cared way more about Spencer than I did about Chaser. I was like, he can be a traitor or not. I just, I don't care about that. <laughs> I just wanted, well, I just wanted something that was impactful in that moment for Spencer. Yeah, just the I whole... think it was impactful. It was just positively impactful. Yeah, that's all. Uh, I, I feel like a book where Chaser had a legitimate reason to turn on his. Flightmates would have been a very it would have just been a very different book and very yeah different. it's, it's hard to it's hard to think of what it could have been but I mean that's why I pay Brandon to write these books and not right exactly <laughs> <laughs> he's there to think about these things not me <laughs> well we're on the subject of Chaser okay I just want to rant for a minute okay great Zine Nightshade I hate the name Zine Nightshade yeah oh, God. it's so dumb it's is- like it's like as a 13 year old playing a video game and giving your par- character like dark magic and being like, I need to give this character a dark, edgy name to match their dark, edgy powers. Maybe Brandon's just really bad Zine with names Nightshade. with Z's. Did you think about that? Zane, Zine, like these names are not, both yeah. not good. Well, it's just the combination of Zine and Nightshade. I hate it so much. It's yeah. so dumb. Oh, okay. Nightshade is cool as. I'm like, I, I, I'm fine. I don't care. But like, Zine is just like, really? Yeah. Zine? Like, we're so used to calling him Chaser that, like, don't think <laughs> about it nearly as much as maybe you should, but it's like, Zine? I don't think of him as Zine. I'm just like, no. no. Hey, listen, like, I'm used to, like, Star Wars Expanding Universe. This name is nothing. Like, oh, okay. that, <laughs> that is true. That is certainly I'm like, true. I've seen so much worse. Like, yeah. this is fine. That is very, <laughs> very true. It's just every time they said the name Nightshade, I was like, oh yeah, forget this is a YA book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, 
I mean, who knows why Brandon chose that name, right? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's YA because you can relate to Spencer and the struggle Spencer goes through of and growing up is very relatable to a lot of people, I think. Right. <laughs> and also it's shorter and not it wouldn't be a 200,000 word Brandon book. <laughs> That's another good reason <laughs> for it to yeah. be YA. Um, um I have a couple I have a couple things I'd like to talk about um okay. before we get too too deep into other problems with the book. Okay. Um one thing I was one small thing this is this is just a mention is like the the doctor on that everyone talks about but we never actually see her on screen. Yeah. Um Cobb and Ironside seem to be very familiar with her and um she's the one who actually makes sure that uh, Spencer finally gets um, living quarters and the rest of the stuff on campus mm-hmm. right on their campus there um so she seems to like have really a lot of influence that she seems to be very politically important and seems like sure. she can like actually force ironsides to do stuff so it seems very interesting to me that she's not on screen ever mm. i feel like she's gonna be more She's going to be on screen, like, in book two. That's what I think. It's sort of like yeah. she's she's introduced so, like, in such an interesting way that you 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 do wonder. When we hear about yeah. her, it's, like, already part four. And, like, I just don't think the book had space to introduce another character. Exactly. Really. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, I just, she's like, going to be relevant in something. There's, like, a spotlight. It's sort of like, hmm, this character is about to, you know, maybe maybe be important later. I, I, I think just... it was Brandon didn't want another May Aladar situation. <laughs> Where a character just comes out of nowhere. I don't know how much Brandon knows about the May Aladar meme. Uh, (laughs) This could just be like, hey, Brandon has worked on the pacing really hard for this book. And he knows, and you know, it was was just a good, good choice. That you can do it without introducing the character on screen. Yeah. 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 I think starting in book two, Spence's as the only trained cytonic is going to be trained 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 <laughs> she's teleported so she's more trained than anyone else yeah um self-taught. she is going to be part self-taught. of those important dis- um this political discussions about what is going to happen oh for sure yeah i feel so, like grand grand might be too um i just, hope uh, so i, I hope so grand grand. Um, like I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan fan. Yeah. <laughs> fan, fan, fan. <laughs> um, and also, I don't know how close this is going to get into talking about Starsight. I'll try to keep it more into uh, yeah, we're gonna this do, book. We're going to do a Starsight's prediction episode, but we're, we're going to go real deep in that. So don't, don't, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Okay. And then one thing I thought was really interesting um, is FM. Uh-huh. Um, I think... The fact that she is kind of the one who made it to the end is significant, um, especially for the reason that her entire um, her entire thing she has about the culture of of detritus and Alta um, sort of become comes into really interesting focus when you when you when we get to the very end and when the aliens are talking about how warlike and terrible humans are. Um, basically, the aliens' whole thing is actually totally accurate when you get to see the culture of Alta and like how, how warlike well, these, like, <laughs> the entire, the entire culture is like, so is so like that. Like, it's sort of like they have a military leadership. It's kind of what they have to do. And it was sort of like the aliens have kind of forced them into this, into the situation. But FM is totally right in that they're becoming the, like the, 
the direction that their people are headed is very very bad like it's 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 really violent and warlike and it's sort of like i i feel like her her getting there um is actually it, i think it might be become more significant but i also think like she was definitely um she wasn't just like another another teammate the fact that she made it to the end and like her her voice is is part of this next conversation um i feel like really important to like how Spencer thinks about herself and her culture and how she was raised and the way she was taught to think um, and how that might be changing soon. Mm. Well, who knows what the status of the Krell is going to be like post. Yeah. Yeah. FM really stuck up on me when Cobb at the beginning said that like on average only like one or two people make it through. I was like, all right, it's going to be Spencer and Jorgen and Hurl and Bim. They're both way too trigger happy. They're going to get killed by the Krell. But like, (laughs) I, I actually had that thought. I was like, Bim, he seems, and Hurl both just seem way too eager to jump into combat without proper training. They're they're both dead. Well, and then, yeah. but yeah, she, we, I did not expect her to make it to the end. She really snuck up on me. Yeah, it, it's important that she made it to the end. Yeah. Because it, yeah. Yeah. it, yeah, as you're saying, it kind of hints us towards what could possibly be the future of, you know, Spencer's character point. arc. She, she, she builds her identity over what the current culture is now in exemplifying, you know, warrior prowess and like, and, and I mean, good. it makes sense that the culture of, you know, the humans is like this, considering what the Krell are doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Uh, they it's... killed everyone that actually knew what was going on. Right. <laughs> um, can, can one of us talk about, uh, kind of the whole, the short version of defending Elysium and kind of the lore of the world, re- real quick. Uh... Um. Okay, so <laughs> in, in defending Elysium, about a hundred and forty years before the events of the novella, this comp- phone company discovered cytonic abilities, and at first it was super sketchy and they weren't very good at it, but it attracted these aliens to Earth. And the humans, being humans, shot down the alien ship. And the phone company basically negotiated with the aliens and were like, all right, we're not going to have a war. Not that the aliens would have fought the humans anyways, because they just don't believe in that. And the phone company got the sole rights to all the cytonic abilities and basically became this super powerful organization that was above the law and were the sole controllers of all the useful technology that the humans had. Yeah. But it, it's important that like normal people did not know that like yeah. these were abilities. They just thought it was super technology. Tech. Yeah, and so like the the phone company kept it really close to the chest, and that's why like lots of humanity at the time was very um very suspicious and even like um, resentful of the phone company. Was that yeah. um they the phone company was the sole contact. They were the ones who 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 were only allowed to talk to the aliens. No one else was. And so the leader of the phone company, Jason Wright, basically decided, I'm going to keep the truth about these powers secret so humanity won't go out into space and kill and cheat all the aliens because humans are awful. And the aliens are great. Yes. (laughs) And then he finds out, oh, aliens aren't that great because they take all of the people who disagree with them and suppress their abilities and lock them away so that they have a peaceful society. And he's like, that's... That's not very good. I'm just going to give humans the power to go out into space now. It's like, ah, we're all awful. Just And, and that's why it, the, 
story is called Defending Elysium, Elysium being paradise. He thought, oh, space is a paradise. Nope, it is not. And and the, the point with the, the aliens is that their tech is kind of bad, and the humans' yeah. tech is way better for, like, fighting. Yeah, it's most aliens develop, like, cytonic yeah. abilities way earlier in their technological progression. So, Like, we're talking, start... like, steam power. We're talking, like, before um, aliens even got into space themselves, yeah. they were already on other planets because they could they could teleport. They found this ability before they even got to electricity, if they ever got to electricity. Yeah. yeah. It's like the ship that the humans shot down, and it was kind of kind of like modern-day Earth, wasn't it? Um, the ship that shot down was... It was, like, it was, it was a li- probably a little like long. 20 minutes in the future kind uh, of thing. Yeah. 2071. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, so, and that was the most advanced ship that the galaxy had at the moment, like, was shot down by it just was, humans before was, they didn't even have it. A like, single missile. A single missile. Single missile, yeah. It was, it was bad. The humans didn't mean to do it. Um, and that, But still, <laughs> it was sort of like, oh, oops. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And so, just, just as a lore of the world... Yeah, that's why the humans were real powerful for uh, a, a while in, you know, yeah. in the lore. And apparently had an entire empire. And yet the they lost empire. the war. And also, okay, yeah, talking about that human empire, Detritus had a Dyson sphere around it. It was yeah. entirely, it was, it was, it was entirely surrounded by... Yeah, for for the for the not STEM people out there, okay. can you explain oh, to the yeah, audience what a Dyson yeah. sphere is? Yes. Okay, the, and people who don't watch Star Trek all the time. Yeah. Because, uh, the original like. idea behind a Dyson sphere made by a guy called something Dyson, not the guy who made the vacuum company, but actually might have been the guy who made the vacuum company. <laughs> I that don't think it was the guy who made the. It might actually company. be. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I think so, that's the I'm case. Sure. Please comment um, below. <laughs> so he made he came up with this idea that in order to, if you wanted to get like a star and you want to get all the energy from a star, you're going to need to completely encapsulate that star in a shell of basically just solar panels. Um, you can then he then applied this to different ideas, and one of those was a Dyson sphere around a planet, so you can kind of because planets are hot things that give off a lot of heat, even not as big as a star, because stars are way bigger than planets, and a yeah. civilization that can create Dyson spheres around stars is like orders of magnitude above a planet the civilization that can create a dyson sphere around a planet but creating a dyson sphere around a planet is still a really big deal and this is something that requires a hell of a lot of technology in terms of like materials like the amount of mass you need to coat a planet in terms of like metal ore is like several planets worth so planets are big like yeah planets are really big so a human empire having a dyson sphere around a planet and it seems like this was a type of fortress world like yeah. that is a this is not a human species you know like from star trek or from you know from halo or mass effect this is something like way beyond that this is a really big deal this like this human empire was like you know yeah it really <laughs> you get was. the idea that like once they found the cytonics they they didn't leave their technological um advancement behind they like they still worked on it a lot maybe even combine them in crazy ways like we see in a nice you know advanced spaceship that talks so yeah yeah yeah, seriously (laughs) so yeah the the the, that that, the planet of detritus which i kind of wish we found out more about on the in this book i didn't like the explosion of uh, the defiant just kind of knew about it and i'm like uh, we'll talk (laughs) let's talk more about that in the the well, it wouldn't be the next episode, but it, in, we'll, a, in a few we'll, minutes. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, it's definitely, I definitely wanted to see more about Detritus, for sure. But that that's the lore of the world, uh, if you yeah, did not read Defending the Sea. People wondering why, why did the humans lose? Well, when it's the entire galaxy against you. <laughs> and really of, hate you. Yeah. It's at that point, it's just a numbers game. Like, and yeah. we don't know. Yeah, we don't even know how long that war went on. We don't know how long they were fighting. Lots of things could have changed. Um, I feel like we got exactly enough of the background that we needed for this book. I feel like I feel like it, it could have been too much if he went even further into I totally what did try and what mm. did was or the defiant. Um, I feel like I feel I feel like the it would have kind of undercut like the like the the final the final reveal that they were that they were aliens like i'm glad yeah. grand grand didn't go too far into the you know like the context of like what was happening when the defiant went down um, i well at that point the defiant wasn't part of the war so how right much they were they trying to about what was going on that's totally true it was yeah. so cool to get the reveal that like no the krell don't want to kill the human right yeah, they like, just want to stop until us they did yeah. Well, until yeah, they did, but yeah. they, they were until like, they do but... trying to. The humans are like, you know, the aliens think that humans are very aggressive and are going to murder things, and so if they if the humans get too powerful, then the crawl are like, yeah, we we can't we can't kill them all, or we we have to kill their civilization, so you know we can have some of them still be alive, basically, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that it's was to, to me that was not to me that was like that was good. I like seeing I like seeing the flip of like their expectations of what the the enemy's mindset is versus what it actually is. Oh, yeah. Um loved I, I actually really like that. Like I love twists like that. It's sort of like no, they actually they actually don't like this like, they kind of fear humans more than more than the other way around. Yeah, like there's um, the one that freaks out when it thinks Spencer's <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah 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 we're not warriors what's why do we have to be here <laughs> and spencer just comes in and is like i'm a warrior what's up like, ah! <laughs> yeah oh I, that's I not really an like accurate it. representation yeah. of what happened in that, that thing but, but... <laughs> so i just want to say that we have not discussed the most important character in the novel we really haven't oh! Doomslug. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with this. Yeah, let's talk about Doomslug. And then we can get to Embot. Yeah, right. Second most important character. Yeah. yeah. I'm just sitting here like, wait, our Jorgen discussion was over? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we haven't actually uh, got onto like the other flight mates and like talking about them. Yeah, oh, get to my I haven't. I don't really care about Doomslug. Gonna be real. A lot of people are like, oh, Doomslug's so cute. I don't care, actually. I'm 100% with you. I could, take, I could take him or leave him. Or take yeah. her I leave. like the idea that Doomslug has cytonics. Yes. I don't know how likely that actually is listen yeah. if it turns out that doomslug has satanics i'll be down with it if not then i'll be down with it that it's would sort give of like... reason for doomslug to exist because in this book it's just like ah, eh, doomslug whatever you know I, I think... well the thing is that like spencer doesn't like these these abilities don't seem super common to slugs so i mean yeah. i hope doomslug is of like one of the sentient alien races <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't know about maybe, maybe sentient, maybe not sapient, but well, 
maybe I don't, I'm not Welcome sure. Welcome to Podentacast. <laughs> We're talking about the difference between sentience and sapience. All right, great. We've done this before. We have done <laughs> like, this before. Do yes. Doomslug is actually just a discontent from an alien species that's like, I'm going to come to Detritus and befriend the humans there so we can like take the war back to the aliens. <laughs> Master okay. prediction, yeah. star sight prediction. Doomslug <laughs> yeah. is gonna be Doomslug, um, alien um, warrior. Um, I, I can't wait for Doomslug to grow up and fly a Poco and then fight the other aliens. <laughs> 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 Easy. Yeah. Um, what are Ben? You said Hello. you had problems with some reveals, and in the review. Yes. By, by the way, we didn't really talk about the review in, in depth because Ben's like, I'm saving it for the podcast when we record it. So now we're doing that. Yeah. Cool. But ex explain what you mean. Explain yourself. Okay. So my issues were I had a, were that I felt like I had a lot of expectations for the questions that were set up. And I felt like the four main questions set up by Brandon at the beginning okay. were what happened with Spencer's dad? Okay. Who are the Krell? Why are they? Act, why do they act so weird? You know, the whole waves only a hundred at a time, and what's going on with detritus? Um, as I said before, I felt like detritus. We didn't get really much information on. That's true. Um, I totally agree. At the, at the time of the review, um, I misread the bit where they talked about how they found detritus, and I thought when Cobb was saying about, oh, we only we knew of detritus, but we kind of found it that way. I thought he meant like all of humanity, and I thought, oh, so you're saying detritus? was just that you just kind of found it this way and i thought that that was a really bad reveal but then i reread it and i was like oh no, the defiant crew just knew of it and knew it that way but it was previously a human fortress world and i was like okay that kind of solves my main issue but i still felt like it could have been better like better revealed better explained and i wish we knew more about it the the krell thing i've read probably read too many sci-fis that the whole prison planet kind of oh they have like government politics says how you can send me you know i maybe i've just read that too many times but i felt like it was just like oh, okay we're just doing a prison planet story okay fair enough and i hmm. didn't like it i was kind of like i was kind of hoping for something a bit more but i don't know i think that's just i think that's just a me thing yeah, okay yeah, that, that's fair yeah, enough because i i yeah. didn't mind that i thought the krell reveal was pretty good and also there was the thing that you know clearly yeah. the 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 shielding on detritus is interfering with the yeah. Krell side. Like obviously stuff. that wasn't from them. Yeah, no. like they, they could only send so many ships because like they're using cytonic communication, right? Yeah. And and so like that that seemed reasonable. But I can understand the prison plan is like, okay, it's a prison plan. Yeah, but it was quite funny. Someone before the book came out during one of the AMAs, someone on Reddit was like, hey, Brandon, have you watched Tengen Topo Gurren Lagen? Because this storyline <laughs> kind of seems similar to that. And like, as the book went on and I was like, oh my God, this is just Tengen Topo Gurren Lagen, but with spaceships instead of oh, giant robots. You can make that connection. Oh, that's, good. <laughs> that's, that's really good though. It's, it's an anime about giant robots and it really is a very very similar thing even down to the the amount of humans living on the surface of the planet and having waves of enemies coming to try and keep that down without actually wiping I them out i feel like it, it was less about population and more about you know the, the letting space. letting humans actually be peaceful enough to progress yeah yeah because yeah. but uh yeah they progress then it's like oh this is gonna cause problems yeah and then a minor one is i found the life buster bombs needlessly complicated and i was like <laughs> i was just kind of like oh i ran i see you just kind of wanted to make a cool sci-fi bomb that seems really threatening but i was like if, if, if they've got a bomb which can already get down to the city of what's the city beneath altar Igneous. it's Igneous. 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 thank you i forgot that 
Yeah, so the first the first stage of the bomb is a big enough explosion to break through to Igneous. Then you have like the weird acid thing, yeah. and then a third bomb, which then makes the acid thing spread. I'm like, well, if you've already got a bomb big enough to get to Igneous, just make a slightly bigger bomb. And Look, then the alien technology is bad, Ben. Okay, they got they got to yeah. make it complicated. It's like they got to I don't, know, I don't know how to make a bigger bomb, so we'll just do three waves of bombs. Okay, we'll just we'll <laughs> just put acid in the middle of the bombs. And I'm like, okay, a I guess. Alien did not design this bomb. Yeah, so of course like, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, you get the, I, you get the sense that like the people on the other side of the bomb are also like not super good at this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, since I, they're since possible. they're driving these ships like drones, it's like yeah, like yeah. distant. They're obeying rule of cool. They're like, guys, what if we had a bomb? Then we had acid in the bomb as well. And everyone's like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. It's just like chemical warfare. I don't, it's just like, hey, come on. It's like, you want to be I'm really violent. sure that you kill them and that you destroy that society. I don't know. Oh, I think well, it's, it's sort of like, it's it's like, it's more than just like killing the people, but it's also like making sure that their living structures are also destroyed. Right. Yeah. Um, and like their food production. To, their food production. It's like, it's basically technology. the same as like salting the earth, you know, like, it's sort uh, of like yeah. not just killing the people, but also just salting and raising and et cetera, et cetera. Making yeah. sure no one could live there again. Yeah. yeah. But then like nuclear bombs do that anyway. Like, I don't know. I just, I thought it was maybe, the aliens... maybe they don't have nuclear. Maybe they yeah. don't even have. Maybe they don't have bombs. nuclear bombs. Maybe yeah. the alien. Yeah. As we know, nuclear technology has some issues. Uh, and so maybe the aliens <laughs> might, are like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that. They decided not stupid. to do that. But it could just be a thing that's that just goes unanswered. Or maybe it's a thing that, like, maybe we'll find out more about, like, their technological I mean, obviously, um, sensibilities. I mean, don't you guys want to know how alien society works? Because I definitely do. I want, oh, like, yeah. Ben, yeah. I totally want to know more about Detritus. I'm with you. We oh, have sure. to. For sure, in the next book, see more about Detritus, or I'm gonna be oh, upset. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like just like I feel like that goes hand in hand with like more about like um, information on the war, and yeah, like I feel right. like we have to have more reveals on like how we even got to this point. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we have a very limited view from Grand Grand. Mm. Um, yeah, very limited. It was more. It was more than we ever had before. Well, right. Um, but it was sort of like I feel like even Grand Grand we. We, we we need more than like even like what the humans on Detritus have access to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the book was called Skyward, made it to the <laughs> end, and so clearly we're going to expand to the greater galaxy, right? Like, yeah, that's what like, I think. We did that. The next book has star in the name, so I mean, <laughs> like. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of that, sorry, one last thing that I oh, yeah. took an issue with was okay. the was the the Brandon Avalanche. I felt basically didn't exist in this book what i didn't feel an escalating yeah you know what you know what i have a comment about that um i feel like i can't remember if this was something that um brandon has said or if it was just a conversation that came up um on 17 shard a couple times was that brandon is trying to not do huge avalanches so much um is that like is that like you know like personally I don't I don't mind the lack of like a huge all of a sudden the last third is sort of like all like high octane in terms of like what we talked about the pacing I thought that this was actually a, a good thing was that like you I I like I felt like like the momentum just keep me going keep me going keep me going um, but it was never like a, all of a sudden oh we're jumping up to the climax now and now it's 
you know like yeah. you know so like i see i see your point like we never felt like the sudden jump of like the high octane but i also felt like the momentum was we- really well all of a sudden we were at the point where like the life bomb and she has embod and they all of a sudden like everything starts to come together one at a time but it didn't feel like a huge rush it felt like the momentum was growing and growing and growing well, and yeah. then we were there yeah. Ben, I think you're full of crap. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, go ahead. I felt like the last battle was just, it felt like it was just a bigger battle. It didn't feel like, it wasn't like, I know it's kind of hard, it's it's kind of a pointless to make this comparison, but it wasn't like the tower from Way of Kings size battle. Like, it didn't feel that momentous. It was like, it just felt like, it was like, oh, we're sending up every flight, which was like, oh, wow. But to just go... get another shipyard that's coming down and i'm like and then and then when the life buster then heads straight for altar i was like okay now things are kind of hyping up a little bit but then that's like two chapters from the end it wasn't like other brandon books where it's almost like a the last quarter to a fifth is like this constant escalation it felt like uh, this is just kind of another battle and then Uh... a spike right at the end and then the resolution like the whole and then That's the whole I wanted her, to do it the other her way. going above the debris field and finding out about how the krell work and all that kind of thing that was that was one chapter that was the last chapter and it was like here's a bunch of reveals in the very last chapter and then you get the epilogue which is you know just her explaining those reveals a bit more and i'm like i was is that it i was like oh i was like that just kind of ended really suddenly for me and like that wow. that escalation just happened very quickly at the end okay i, I don't know if i necessarily agree with anything you just said <laughs> no definitely <laughs> However, not i don't i don't think i agree either yeah, but i mean I, I can I, see why ben is saying that yeah it, i'm yeah. more with ray that it, it a much more gradual slope which as has been discussed brandon is trying to get away from the brandon avalanche yeah like, not that's every I, book but yeah. Okay. All right. I have one more thing. Okay. Okay. Because I actually noticed this this with um, Bands of Mourning, where the by the time I realized we were it, from my perspective, the avalanche starts halfway through the book. I mean, it really does. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. yeah and it by totally the time does. you realize that, you're pretty. But you don't really realize that until until later you're on in it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I felt was going on here. It was sort of like. All of a sudden, like things are building up one at a time, and all of a sudden you realize what the stakes actually are, and then that's the, when you realize is the moment okay. of the avalanche. All yeah, right. you guys, are, Ben, you're full of crap because <laughs> let me just say, Eric, no, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't understand how you cannot think that this uh, part five was not a Brandon avalanche, and maybe it's just because I'm exactly attuned with Brandon endings, and I just really like it all the time. <laughs> Well, except six of the dust, which sucks. I have but, the special uh, knowledge. I understand Brandon's. <laughs> no, I just, oh, well, no, I'm just a, t- I, he's my favorite author. I really okay, like yeah, that yeah, ending, right? Yeah. You know, uh, but I'm used to part fives of Brandon's endings to be a big battle with some reveals. And we got that. And it was really intense the entire way. You feel the tension. As soon as you get to the interlude where, like, we're sending all the ships. Like, they have the graduation ceremony and the the ships are flying off. I'm like, oh, it's final battle time, baby. And they they go down in there and you're just stressed out about things. Like, we're, we're, not, we're not in the battle. Like, this is... 
no, this is not good. And then they fly up and it's so hype uh, with Spensa fighting all the Krell and we get the classic Brandon I can't stay in one person's head too much because I want to be cinematic, and so I'm jumping <laughs> viewpoints, which always happens. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm so in. And then Spencer crash, and you're like, oh crap. And then, and Cobb and Mvok come in, and then we get the big <laughs> battle. Like, this is all how this is happening. And then, after all that, we get the Cytonic reveal. We get the Cytonic jump, and we win. Which was really good. Which was really good. And yeah. then. After all of that, the book could have ended, but then Spencer goes up to the stars and we get some answers and then the book ends and you're like, I want the next book, which I agree with that part. But that's one of, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't think anything you just said invalidates what Gray and I said. Yes, like it does get up to the same height that all Brandon's others books get. It's just like the ramp up is much smoother. Mm. It's not as... Oh, yeah. like I feel like here, it's sort of like I feel like it's a sign of really good pacing that it, like like yeah. it happens instead of like just like all of a sudden everything goes wrong at once. It's all things start building up, like the battle starts happening, but Spence is still on the ground. You have a lot of anxiety that she's not even there. Holy crap! Like what's going to happen? So like I had like such anxiety about like that going on, and then all of a sudden she finds a way to 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 get up into the air without shields. Like things, it was just like a bunch of things one on top of the other, and all of a sudden you realize that oh the Stakes are huge. Oh my god! I just don't. I I, I don't I think see I, the difference. I think like I found. I think I found the 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 difference in the way that we view things. Okay. Yeah. For me, the sending all the ships to go recover the shipyard, and Spencer's on the ground hanging out with her friends. I did not feel much tension about that battle because it was so like, oh, we're just going to go get another shipyard. I was like, oh, really good luck to you no, guys. Because we, know that the Krell, because we know that the Krell are so serious about preventing that like happening. You yeah. know that the Krell are going to answer that like 100%. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, how many people are going to die? Like yeah. Ironsides. This was a character yeah. moment for Ironsides because her entire thing was that she was so afraid to commit. She was like, her 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 internal um dialogue was that like she was not like this great general that she doesn't think she's yeah. really good at making decisions. Um, she was too afraid to commit. Like she would send out too few and to try and save people, but it would end up being the wrong decision because they would just lose, lose the battle and then like be short on people. Anyway, like this was a huge risk for Ironsides and a huge character mm. moment where so she risky. decided to send out everyone. That was huge for her. So I was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen now that she decided to do this? Is this where yeah. Is this where she does it and then she fails anyway, or does this turn out to be the the good thing? I was so, like that was like I was like I knew this was big. Yeah, was, that's why you yeah. have the interludes to know that it's so big that it was a big moment for Ironsides and the the history of all of human society to do this. Yeah, yeah and and Ben Jorgen was in that battle and he was in serious. <laughs> I don't know how you could not <laughs> feel anxiety about that. My emotional connection was with Spencer and Kim Allen. Kimmelin. 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 is a name. <laughs> yeah. just like a How is this so hard for you to pronounce things in the I, order that they appear? There's, a, there's two M's and a Y in there. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> Emphasis on the first syllable. Kimmelin. Okay. So Kimmelin and Spencer were on the ground, not in the battle. I was like, I'm not really worried. I just want to see them hang out. You guys have some fun. I don't know. How were, you not, How were you <laughs> not worried when they got onto the radio? All sudden, what? Like all of them, all of the survivors get to go up. Like that was, that was oh. like, oh my gosh, has this never happened before? Like, I'm sure I, like, like, yeah. 
when when all of uh, the Skyward flight, the people who were grounded, when they went up, that's when I considered. That's when I was. That's when I got like tense. Okay. That's when I got anxious. Okay. That's when I was like, okay, but that, like I said, that's like. Two, that's like the third last chapter. I feel like your like momentum sense is a little late. I, I maybe feel, you should. I feel like you. Maybe you should read that again. Just, maybe. Yeah. You, maybe you should re- read part five again because again. No, it's first... okay. Like, if it didn't work for you, then it didn't work for you. Like that's like that's fine. Yeah, I know, it, that's it is. Fine. It is subjective. It, also, it is subjective. But I. I was also constantly I'm... surprised every time someone died. Every time someone died, I was like, oh, oh my god, I can't believe someone just died. Well, that, and then that, was, that part, yeah, I, I to... totally agree with that. Like. <laughs> oh, people just died, and that was sudden. Like, oh crap! Like, I agree with that, but I'm just primed in my brain. Part fives and Brandon are the ending, and so as soon as we got to part five, I'm like, oh crap, things are gonna get down. The interludes. Oh, we're gonna commit. Oh, we committed, and it, it, the book goes further than I thought it would. I mean, yes, it's titled Skyward, so yes, we go into the sky. <laughs> yeah, but uh. Like, I didn't expect to get so much about the Krell at the end, even though mm. I knew we needed to. I would be upset if we didn't, but the book could have ended after that battle. But Sansa's like, no. Yeah. No, I feel like this, this is this is what I love about Brandon is that, like, I'm sure this has come up so many times before that other authors string out mysteries until like until the end and then they don't even answer it at the end they just keep stringing it out brandon brings up a mystery answers it which which is another mystery again and he answers it and he brings up which like the answers provoke more mysteries which i which i love it's sort of like so i ended this so satisfied and also so like i need the next one so bad i think all of you are like i need the next book right now like Like, he answered questions he did, which was great. I felt like so good. And then, but then the answers to those questions are just like, oh, I need more. I need yeah. this to be expanded. I need the next yeah. step. I never I felt need the next answer. Like the chaser reveal. Like we got tidbits of it so reasonably. And then when yeah. Cobb's like, yeah, just go into the data archive. I, I know what you're doing. That's, oh, like, that oh, whole sequence was great. That was great. Oh, I was like, I had like so much adrenaline. I'm just like, wait, this is just happening. She's just yeah, finding we, out. We like, don't need just... to wait till part five for that part, which was great. Yeah, that it was, was, so, it was good. so good. <sighs> like even her just walking into a library where she's not supposed to be. Have you ever like had to sneak in somewhere where you're not supposed to be? Even if like when you get if you get caught, probably someone's just gonna ask you to leave. There's still like yeah. that anxiety, you're like hyped up. Oh, you're, like, I'm like a spy right Everyone now. Everyone yeah. relates to that of <laughs> like I'm sneaking around and I should not have been sneaking around there, or I was sneaking away. Uh, uh, so my parents don't know or something like that. And like, <laughs> oh man, what's what's gonna happen? But I don't know. I think your Brandon Avalanche senses are wrong. The, o- yeah. the only Brandon books <laughs> that I didn't like was when endings don't have an avalanche. <clears throat> Six of dust. <laughs> uh, and or Way of Kings where part five is not the end. It's in part four. And I was mentally not prepared for that. Okay. Part five is an extended epilogue in Way of Kings. And I thought we were going to get more than we did, right? Because I'm so primed for part five being endings. You know what the, the secret to that is, is to not have expectations. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, I, I have to admit, a lot, I think a lot of my issues with the book were just being, was too high expectations. I think that's what it was. But the thing is, is that... Going, with, going to books with no expectations, it makes it so much better. But th- <laughs> that's the nice thing that we know we're getting a sequel next year. Uh, mm. Star Sight's written and... Completed. Obviously, my my definition of completed is it is actually there's not further drafts that are going to occur, and that's not true. Oh 
my my version of completed is 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 he has like at least one draft, maybe two done, and then so like it's already there. You know, it ah. just it fixes, but it's done. I I suppose my perspective is a little different. You know, because <laughs> we're, we're, we're not even at beta stage yet, and so it's like I know that there's more stages here. Like we don't. Oh have sure, art I mean stuff. like. But he's not like he's. It's not like he was like having a hard time with with writing it. He just it's it's well, it's it's done. He he knows what the story yeah, right, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drafting the words... is complete. Drafting, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, was... anyway, cast on what that anyway. means. But it, it's it's written right, and uh, we're gonna get answers to a lot of these things. And obviously, I have complete. I know Brandon is going to answer world building mysteries that he didn't answer because. The thing we like about Skyward is its tight pace, and I feel like if we got more reveals, like that would almost weaken yeah. it. And so yeah. we'll put it in another that's book that's also more tightly paced. And also, uh, if you guys didn't know, Skyward originally was planned as a trilogy, but on AMAs, Brandon said, "Yeah, uh, so it's going to be probably four books." <laughs> so, so Brandon, Love my it. books become more books, Sanderson. Um, yeah. Shall we do? Should we do now? favorite characters because yes. i feel like grace yes. has been dying to talk Let's about talk her favorite about character <laughs> this yes. entire book yes tell tell us all tell us all the things i love jorgen <laughs> it's why she's been so quiet it's she's just thinking about jorgen <laughs> you're right. not not entirely wrong um take me yeah, up in your so... cockpit what <laughs> <laughs> what so yeah when he first Whatever. walked in and was all like confident about like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be flight leader. I was like, great, it's gonna be another like jerk who got there without like earning his place and he's gonna be mean to Spencer for no reason. And then he just immediately proved how great he was at flying in the simulator. And that I was, was like, great. yes, I love this guy. He's uh, he's just he's so good at flying, but he's not like he's not like cocky or mean about it. He's just confident, but his confidence is earned. And it's great. And yeah. he's, he cares so much about the people. And mm. they're so mean to him. And he doesn't deserve <laughs> it. Seriously. I, also, I liked when Spencer stole that uh, part engine. off his car. Yeah. Well, it was like the power matrix. It wasn't an yeah. engine. Yeah. But, uh, well, the equivalent of the engine. Whatever. The power and he was matrix. just like, it, it was you. I thought it was the mechanic. <laughs> but... Uh, but I liked that because then we get the ship to turn on. So I'm like, yeah, give me more about the ship. But also, like, as you get on, I just continually was like, hey, you know, Jorgen's, he's doing his best, okay? He's trying to be a leader. He's working so hard. Yeah, I'm with like, you, Grace. to me, like, I wasn't, I wasn't won over by the fact that he was good at flying. Like, of course he was good at flying. Um, I was more impressed by his, like, the reveals of his character as we saw him not react to Spencer. Um, or react to Spencer in the correct way. I just didn't um, want Spencer to be flight leader in that first moment, so that's why I liked Jorgen prove himself. You know. Well, yeah, like um, to me, it was sort of like Cobb's talk to Spencer. Like to me, I cared more about Spencer's character and like the fact that you know, like Cobb did told her what the stakes were, um, and like that was that was it was less about actually Jorgen for me in that moment. Um, I was still I was still on Spencer's side. I was like, yeah, whatever. Of course he has the flight experience. Whatever. <laughs> so um, as rich people. Um but then it was like as as we went on and I had the sense kind of before Ironsides was sort of like, oh you know what? She's like she's thinking that Jorgen um knows that it was her who took the engine. Um and then she was like that moment of like when we see them in Ironside's office and Jorgen's like, what are you doing? No. 
no, 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 don't, 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 don't turn yourself in. What are you doing? And he takes her out. And then it was sort of like, like that moment. I was just sort of like, yes, his character actually turns out to be so good. Like he, he really, that was the moment I, I really like, it was, it cinched for me. Um, was yeah. like Jorgen has a great, he, he actually does have the makings of a really great leader. It was like, mm. he, he's doing what he needs to do. And he's, he eventually does roll with jerk face. And it yeah. was, uh, it was sort of like like the the reason that they called him jerk face. It was like, hey, listen, that wasn't exactly for no reason. Like, they can tell a rich boy when they see one, and it was sort of like the fact that he rolled with it. I thought was really indicative of a great character. As soon as Jorgen walked in, my shipping alarms went off. <laughs> uh huh. Really? Okay, this is going to be the person Spencer ends up with, so he he can't be totally bad. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Just over time, it's like, okay, yep, he's cool. I could see them working well together. But I'm glad it did actually get to the point of romance in this book. I feel like that would have been too much. Yeah. But there's yeah. a nice baseline for that to come in later books. Brandon has said publicly that uh, there was a romance in yep. an earlier draft. And uh, I like this version a lot better. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I, I I liked I liked Jürgen. I yeah. I I think I think I don't know how much it says about me, but I kind of saw a bit of myself in him as like a cocky teenager, and I was yeah. like, and I'm like, uh, I I I feel like I've been there, and like I kind of got it, and so, and then the bit when he didn't realize that it was Spencer who took his car engine, and I was like, yeah, I've had like people try and do things to get back at me, and I just it's just straight over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I get this completely. I'm like. I, yeah. I, I, I liked Jürgen very early on. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I was a fan. <laughs> Grace, when did like turn to love? <laughs> uh, scene one. <laughs> <laughs> immediate. The immediate emotional connection. I, I had a bit of a crush on him from the beginning, from, <sighs> from right when he got into the cockpit and started flying in the simulation. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, other favorite characters. So that's Jorgen. <laughs> Great. Wait, I want to do a least favorite quickly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. yeah sure. Okay. Ned yeah. is a terrible friend and he owes Spencer an apology. Explain. He, the, literally the last thing he said to her after she saved his life was that she was a coward. Never apologized for that. And also, also when he and Arturo were talking about Jorgen and they were just like, oh yeah, he doesn't want to hang out with us. We know him. We wouldn't invite him because we know he'd just say no. I was like, he wants to be there. It's just his parents. Like, <laughs> you guys are bad friends. Okay, so, it, parsing that out, <laughs> Ned was mean to Spencer and mean to Jorgen. Ned is dead to Grey. <laughs> 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 just, you know, the, just unpacking that for the... It felt like a little bit of of a betrayal because I was really starting to like him. And then and, and another point against him, he likes FM and Rig likes FM and I like Rig more. So <laughs> Well, okay, that's true. Right, yeah. That's that that's true. Ian, favorite character. Kimalin, actually. She's great. She's yeah. really great. I just love her. Bless your stars. <laughs> <laughs> Super southern accent in my mind. Yeah. That's you're you're right. I just don't like southern accents. Sorry, sorry, southerners. But <laughs> and but her right. whole like she'll insult people with in a really cheerful way, and they will just completely miss it. <laughs> She's really great. I'm 
Yeah, she was awesome. Shannon, favorite. Oh my god, don't do this to me. It obviously has to be Spencer. Um, oh, oh, but yeah. I'm like, I'm just like, should I even bother? I'm just. What, what like, about too... other than Spencer? Because other we, than we, we've Spencer. talked about Spencer. I'm like, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh my god, guys, this is unfair. <laughs> Mbot was really funny, but I think I was like really emotionally taken with Cobb. Um, for, for me, it's either Cobb or Mbot, and I don't know which to pick. Yeah, so it's, it's really tough. Mbot is so M-Bot. funny, but like Cobb is sort of like <laughs> it's sort of like he. I love I love the grumpy persona, um, and I love like the evidence of like how much he loves these kids. Like he created a totally different culture in this classroom um, than like exists. In the, in the rest of the their entire city or base, yeah. um, and he and he did it because mm-hmm. he actually wanted them to live. And it's sort of like he he has advantages as a first citizen that he could do that in a way like he he couldn't be told what to do. But like he he went a hundred percent. He was he was fully on board for these kids. And I uh, I don't know. I was just like I was I was I was really taken by him. And I I I, I really hope he plays a good role in the next in the next ones because he's great. He's he is great. Yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite character after Spencer, because Spencer's definitely is also Kimmelin. Right. Uh, and even though you can't say your name. Even though I can't say her name. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, Shardcast listeners are used to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I think one of, one of my favorite bits, I think when I went from really liking her to like her being one of my favorite characters, when it find out that the things that she says the saint shared, said, Saint didn't actually say those things. No. She's just telling, she's just saying stuff. Like, really the saint once said, and I'm like, Oh, you, Kimberlyn. Like, that was that was really yeah, good. I really liked that moment, and yeah, just the fact that she you knows she's like a really good shot, and like that whole storyline thing, um, uh, that plot point of her character. And I was like, you know, and then she she misses just before when she was trying to save Hurl, I believe, and yeah, like right. so she just just like like just shatters her confidence yeah. in that so much. And I'm just like, I yeah, I really really liked Kimberlyn. Got a good a like arc for her, really. Mm, absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, all the side characters you really feel ca- like characters, and I see your point about Ned Grace in, uh, but for the most part, all all the characters were very well rounded. And uh, I mean, granted, you get Morning Tide development right before she dies. I'm like, oh, well, rip. <laughs> great! And I have to remember them less now because now I can focus on the characters who are still alive. But they they aren't like just caricatures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ned has a reason for the things he says to Spencer. Hmm. Whether they're good reasons or not. We have, we said earlier we were going to talk about Mbot and we have not. We we have literally (laughs) not dug into Mbot at all in this. We've mentioned Mbot existing. Great. Let's talk about Mbot because holy crap is Mbot hilarious and amazing. Oh my God. He's so funny. (laughs) Mushrooms. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of it's one of like brandon's like i think like highest achievements of like comedy i'm just oh my god this this character yeah, yeah every, every every conversation with him was absolutely hilarious i know the, the so, book hey, starts the, when mbot turns on in, in some part in my brain it's like all right i'm in yeah. i love mbot i wish we could have seen the mbot and rig just together in the caverns when spencer when spencer wasn't there <laughs> That would have been amazing and hilarious. That would have been hilarious. I know. Book book two, R- R- Rig and Mbot. 
Uh, uh. Mbot roasted Rig, Rig being like, I'm mm. trying to fix you here. And he's all like, oh yeah, with your squishy human hands. Go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you find me some mushrooms? You know. Go me some the, mushrooms. The thing I loved was his entire thing about, oh, I am not a sapient machine. Like, I don't have free will because humans told me so. Blah, 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 blah. And at the end, where he rewrites his own programming. Yes! thereby yes. proving that he is a sapient being exactly <laughs> yeah oh and, man i was just having uh, this conversation like we have like the we have the setup that he can rewrite his own code just maybe not for something so serious but he he does and he can and it's like the culmination of like his entire book-long conversation with spensa he is a living being he is hmm. he is a person i was so upset when mbot was shutting down i'm like what? No, like, oh, that <laughs> hit can't be so happening. hard. And then, I mean, you know Mbot's going to come back because, yeah. come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, but I wondered actually. how that I was happening and then time. Cobb's there. Like, I don't even know how <laughs> Cobb got there, but I, I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> like, my brain broke for a second when, it, when he turned up in Mbot. And I'm like, I'm like, how is this happening? What is I, happening? I, what is going on? I actually don't know how Cobb got out there. Uh, uh, Mbot used the radio that Spencer gave. Oh, okay. That, that Spencer's radio that okay. Spencer gave back to Cobb. I guess that's. So, I guess like, that's right. But yeah. Still, like, whoa, Cobb's there. What? <laughs> what? That's crazy. I liked as well the the I didn't look like the mushroom thing. I actually I didn't like the mushroom thing. The, uh, every time yeah. you mentioned mushrooms, I was like kind of rolled my eyes until the very last mention the when he's like, "Yeah, just doing this for free," and he's like, "I'm doing this. All you got to do is give me mushrooms." And I'm like, and you're I like you, Spencer I'm says, like, "You're still on about that." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was kind of like you're fighting and stuff like that, but you're still on about this mushroom. Like, okay, that felt like a good payoff to that joke. It, it yeah. really did. Like, if it didn't have that last moment, I would feel like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. But but mushroom, it made it all mushroom work out. Guy. Yeah. Mushroom guy. I also love that at the end, Mbot was just like, yeah, I kept the mushroom thing. I rewrote the rest of my code, but I like that I am in super into mushrooms, so I just kind of kept that part of it. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. And Mbot, I can't decide between whether I like Mbot or Cobb, because I'm just going through the book. I see a Cobb scene, and I just say, Cobb is amazing. Cobb's the best. Yes. And then we get an Mbot scene. Mbot's amazing. <laughs> so should we do we have final reaction and thoughts on i want the sequel <laughs> pretty yeah, much I really this want was such yeah. like this was i think this was one of brandon's like best works like technically and like in terms of like character writing one of his best it's a really good intro brandon book it's not yeah. too long which is Ooh, yeah. a benefit right mm. uh doesn't get people into cosmere so you know yeah uh, but uh it swings around about yeah but it, it it's well written, good character development, good ending. I feel like uh, it it has the classic Brandon stuff, and the action was good. The characters were good. Uh, our nitpicks are pretty personal in in some ways. Ben, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're not you're not wrong about you know some of the payoffs and stuff, but like that's obviously sequel bait, right? Yeah. That did we need to know more about detritus right now? No, there's three more books. So I, if we don't get them at the end, I will have my pitchfork ready. I'm with you on that. But it's a really good intro Brandon book because it's well written, intense, like so very surprisingly intense. I feel. Yeah. 
my my final thoughts is I, I you can almost feel how much he's grown as a writer in terms of character from this book. Yeah. Like Oathbringer was was has some really good character stuff in there, but I almost feel like he's gotten all that really good stuff he's clearly learned over the years. I recently was doing Mistborn Era One and like if <laughs> like the, the change in how he act, treats characters and like the way that the like emotional aspects and character moments and like relationships and interactions, I feel like this is his strongest book in terms of characters. That totally he's ever agree. Written. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Most most emotional as well. Like I, I was constantly like I was like really upset sometimes. And I was really hyped sometimes. I know. And I was like tense, anxiety, Some, and like, yeah. Sweat. You you yeah. do feel lots of feels. You you feel yes. a lot when you read this book for sure. Oh yeah. Ian Grace, any final thoughts? Like I said, I just want the sequel. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too much. Oh, I love the artwork. The art was really nice. Of the what? The different... Oh, the art. Yes. Sorry, your mic the just went ship, off. Little ship designs. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, like I... That. that was cool. I haven't looked at all the art yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> just it, Eric is a bad fan. Oh. Yeah. I okay. I read this book a while ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't reread it for the podcast. I'm, I'm going off memory from a while ago. I I, there was no art in that version. Okay. Come on. I, I will admit that the first time I read a Brandon book, I usually just skim over the art. And then it's only when I'm like doing copper mind work or something that I actually really look at it. <laughs> I find like it's, what it's these easily, there's one page, one page of art. And then I'll like, I'll look at it to make sure I've looked at it. And then I'll just keep reading <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that you mentioned artwork when I'm probably the only one here with the best artwork version. The UK it. cover art, yeah, it's so good. I was just about to ask yeah. you. I'm just like, can you send me one? <laughs> the U- the UK so art, good. the cover art's good. I don't think the the US cover art is bad. Like, I no, I, feel I just like think bad. the UK art is just completely superior. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> I, also, I'm glad for UK artwork not being in the exact same style as all the Cosmere books. God, that got, very, that's really old for me. I, you could probably put them on a shelf together, and also I'm kind of with you there. I kind of hope that he that the the kind of moves on a little bit, but uh, but it's kind of I think it's in the same kind of style. But like, I just love that art so much. Should we? Well, the, should we, the, should we go the Cosmere ones are. <laughs> I Cosmere have an ones only are so minimalist. Or electronic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. So it is time. And I'm <laughs> so excited for those of you on video right now. Those of you on audio, you don't know what is about to occur. But I'm so excited for Who's That Cosmere Character? Who's That Cosmere Character? All right, all right, guys. Uh, we're we're not doing Skyward characters. We're doing Cosmic characters. So if you yes, we're like, <laughs> yeah, that book sounds pretty great. But where's my Cosmic stuff? Well, we're gonna do that here. So yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, we, we had a whole conversation before the podcast where I was like, oh man, I should write some who's that Skyward characters, and then I just didn't. So we'll, we'll, do, we'll do that later. <laughs> like that's that's fine. We we can do that. But uh. Cool. You know, I'm now, I'm I'm ready to get back into some Cosmere stuff right now. So yeah. yeah. Let, let me just reach over and get my phone that I've been using as my light this whole time. Yeah. Also, <laughs> so those, yeah, those of you watching, like, see how his face looks like a tomato right now hey, with God. with less lighting. Yeah, we're gonna fix that lighting setup. Uh, not 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 light. all of the podcasters have spent lots of money on video setup <laughs> <laughs> equipment and stuff like I did. Cool. 
So, welcome to Who's That Cosmic Character? This is the game show where you guys send in characters with five clues to who's that cosmic character at gmail.com. And then I read out those five clues to the shardcasters here. And they have to try and guess who the character is. They get one guess per clue. And if they get to the fifth clue and no one can guess it on the fifth clue, then they lose because they suck. Um, and wow. if you guys at home, if you beat the guys here, then uh, put it in the comments and tell us how much you beat them by. Wait, wait, but there, there was also someone who, who, who was that? Who made a, an amazing spreadsheet of who's that Cosmere character? Uh, Yim, and the winners. Uh, spelled with a H in the middle. So I don't know if we spell a it the same. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Yim, Him, yeah. like Y-H-M. Y-H-M. Good, yeah. good shout out to you because he made a fantastic spreadsheet of every, not just who won, but also every per, every podcast they won on and who was on that podcast and who was hosted so we however just, i will like, say that uh we we didn't get we don't get two points if people said uh things simultaneously and i feel that that is unduly <laughs> hurting my score okay all right anyway i'm fine with it <laughs> yeah i'm sure you are ian um all right let's start cool okay so uh this one was sent in by singer on the forums all right okay so, this character is popular among the Alethi war camps. I have to think carefully. I'm going to go with Adolin. Screw it. Is it Sadius? It is not Adolin, and it is not Sadius. And that's how you pronounce that. No, no. <laughs> I don't no, know. Don't, don't listen to what Ben says. I'm yeah, don't, yeah, do not take what I say as, as law. No, never. <laughs> okay. Uh, popular. I, I just learned to go with low-hanging fruit uh, on some. <laughs> yeah, of these. just get the obvious you out know, of the way. Like it's I'll clue one. With, I'll go with Kaladin. It is not Kaladin. That depends on what time of. Words of Radiance. He's yeah. popular. I'd say he's pretty popular in war camps. Yeah. yeah. Anything, Ian? Sorry, Why Eric. Is it oh, oh. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> That's fine. Anything, Eric? I just guessed Adolin. Oh, did you also guess Adolin? Yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah. guessed Adolin at the exact I think same time. I think we said Adolin at the exact same time, yeah. Cool. Okay, so clue number two. This character is friends with Dalinar. Amram. It is not Amaram. That's... Mm, friends, that's with, friends with Dalinar. Shoot. Is Popular. it Sibariel? It is not Sibariel. That's a good guess. Yeah. Should we guess there, Grace? Is it Kadash? It is not Kadash. How popular is he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't how know either. How many friends does Dalinar have? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> like, how many friends of Dalinar's are popular with the war camps? That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Just gonna go with Navani. I don't know. It's was not Navani. <gasps> oh, wait, I should have mentioned this one's really hard. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. Clue number three. This character loves war. Oh, is it the thrill? thrill? It's Nergal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said this was hard. I should not have said that this one was going to be difficult. No, it, people would have gotten it, it regardless of what, whether you said that. Come on. Nergal, also known as the thrill. <sighs> I'm going to give that it's one to popular Grace. Popular among the war camps. That is a good first clue. I will say. Yeah. I will just yeah. say that the thrill is an effect, not a thing. 
But okay. But the clues were number four. Welcome to Pedantic Cast. The Brandon Sanderson Pedantic Cast. Number four was this character has a strong influence, and clue number five was going to be this character isn't unmade. (laughs) But eventually. That's a really great set of clues, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I I like that. I'm I'm into that. That was good. Well done, Sing. Cool. And this is the one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Okay. This one isn't uh, who's that Corusman character. This is a. Where is that Cosmere place? Because Ooh, this is a... Oh, crap. I should be really good at this because <laughs> oh, I do no. so many location place things on the copper mind. <laughs> Watch Ian get it instantly and me not. Yeah. So this is you a... This is not a character. This is a location. So clue number one. This place is hard to get to. Cell. It is not cell. <laughs> Taldane. It is not Taldane. I, it, this is definitely not going to be a planet, but we just have no other information, <laughs> so sure, why not? Uh, hard to get to. Uh, Shadesmar. <laughs> no. For some Aww. people, yeah. That's a solid guess. I'll go Yolen. It yeah. is not Yolen. <laughs> That's the, I was like, someone's got to guess Yolen. Watch it not be a planet uh, at all. It's no way. This cl- cl- clue number two. This place has many dangerous animals. Patchy. It is Patchy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a six of the dust thing. Take that. Boom. I completely accepted this one because technically also a character. <laughs> <laughs> technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patchy and, uh, being versus Patchy location is a slightly different, but yeah. Great lead no. in. Great yeah. lead in. Yeah. yeah, that was very of good. Well done. Sorry, that was sent in by Luke Weber. So, well then, who sent him? Thank you, Luke. I am totally down with what's that Cosmere location. I, I think <laughs> that's fun. It's yeah. fun, yeah. Uh, the clue number three was going to be this place is surrounded by water. For if this place shares the name with an animal, which I don't remember that part of Six of Dust, but Maybe cool. that's and... supposed to be for the being, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, you and define five... animal very broadly. <laughs> clue number five was this place is on first of the sun yeah uh, yeah yeah good job i read it i read it once like three or four years ago so yeah well they give me so much crap about it so <laughs> yeah you know. all right guys well great plus one me first of the sun easy <laughs> please feel free you guys to uh pick out What's that Cosmere location from uh, the Sea of Lost Lights? Because I wrote all those. Hey, cool. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> just saying. Um, great, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this video podcast. Hopefully, it will, yeah. in fact, be on video if I recorded everything correctly. And so uh, it might be audio. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think I got things set up correctly. Follow us. On 17char.com, we have all the news, games, discussion, theories on Cosmere, Skyward, and other stuff, too. So come there. Follow us on 17... Uh, I guess I did that already. Whatever. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Now you should really hit that subscribe button because now there's going to be videos uh, of Sharkcast. It's always going to be on video. Hopefully, you guys won't mind the slight dip in audio quality. Because I have to use the Skype audio so it syncs up with the video. Um, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, complain below. I don't know how to video edit, so that'll be fun. Uh, And leave us uh, a review on iTunes. And we will see you next time. And next time, I will just say, 
get hyped because it's going to be Cosmere pronunciation next week. Get hyped. Yeah. And, and it's a good one. So we will see you all next time. Bye. 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 Blame the stars, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Aww.